a listen. If I had told you at the beginning of this year that we would have been facing a pandemic by the name of COVID-19 that was going to turn this world upside down, you would have never believed it. The COVID Conqueror series on the Aisha Muhammad podcast. In this climate of fear, confusion and suppression, I saw the need to create the COVID Conquerors podcast series. COVID Conquerors features phenomenal people who are, despite their challenges, thriving personally or in service to their community. COVID Conquerors airs live on Facebook and YouTube every other Thursday at 9pm GMT, that's UK time, on the Aisha Muhammad podcast. This podcast aims to encourage, inspire and empower you to reassure you that in this time of uncertainty, should you look, you will see that there are great opportunities for you to thrive in aspects of your life, regardless to whom or what. It's time to start the live podcast where you'll meet this week's phenomenal guest. Let the countdown begin. And welcome to the Aisha Muhammad podcast. So happy to see you again. Ramadan Mubarak to all of those who are observing Ramadan, whether you're Muslim or otherwise, because many people join in on this fantastic fast that we do every year. So welcome once again. For those of you who are looking and wondering just who is this person here, I've never seen her face before. My name is Aisha Mohammed and I'm a self-love coach and I'm based in the United Kingdom. Before we start, I'd love to ask something of you. Asking you shall receive. Please share this podcast with all of your friends. And your family, okay? Because we're going to be having a highly spirited conversation. And I just know that there is a message of inspiration, of hope out there for someone. So do share this broadcast. So now I'm going to get to introduce you to my wonderful, phenomenal guest tonight. And her name is Sister Abisail Mohammed. She is the owner and operator of Abisail's Beautiful Braiding Boutique. And she's also, like myself, a proud member of the Nation of Islam under the leadership of the Honourable Minister Louis Farrakhan. She's also the wife of the NOI student minister and also mayor of the city of Benton Harbour, Michigan, Minister student minister Marcus Mohammed. Now, if you just look at this beautiful woman, would you believe that she's the mother of seven beautiful children, ages eight to 27? 
years of age. Her professional platform is the original beauty of the black woman. And Abisayo's aim is to promote braiding and natural hair as an expression of embracing our own culture that is traced back to our African history and beyond. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the Aisha Mohammed podcast. I am so happy to have you here. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me, Sister Aisha. Excellent, excellent. I am very, very happy to have you here with us. So I'm going to go into the interview and we're just going to have a chat. Please uh, um, put some questions people, my lovely audience, Brian, evening ladies, evening to you, Brother Brian, great to have you on my podcast, I'm honoured, Brother Brian has his own podcast, you should follow him and check it out, um, sure. what motivated you to start your business, Abisayo's Beautiful Braiding Boutique, tell us your story. Yes, ma'am, oh, thank you for asking, um, the motivation behind me starting Avisayo Beautiful Braiding Boutique um, is probably more out of need. Um, I am a daughter of a braider, originally from Chicago, Illinois. My mother, who was taught by an African braider many years ago, taught my younger sister and I how to braid. And what we did at a young age is we helped her because she started a braiding business out of the home. So we helped her and um, I did it as kind of, you know, a way to earn some extra cash. And when I went off to college i continued to braid as a professional i braided on the weekend and so i've always had the skill but i didn't know that how it would come up as a career would be many years later um, when my husband at the time was surprisingly laid off and mm -hmm. with several children and as a stay-at-home mother um i was blessed to be able to be home with my children but I knew that something I had to come up with some ideas of how to bring income into the home and mm -hmm. so I reached back to what what my mother gave to me and she always told us to have something on the side I reached for it and I started a salon in my home as she did and it grew from there Excellent. Good. Your mom gave you some good advice. It was a good example for you. It's amazing how, you know, we have these skills that we can utilize. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes situations come about whereby we have to we have to do exactly that and put them to work. Um, I have a confession. I am a black woman that cannot braid. <laughs> so <laughs> I look forward to learning in the future. Um, how to do that but I know it's a wonderful skill I've met many braiders from when I was so so young sitting in between the legs of these women as they <laughs> sat here doing my hair you know um, it definitely is an ingrained part of our, our culture that we should cherish so how do you balance being a business owner a mother and also a wife to a mayor like how do you balance all of this well, Aisha, Sister Aisha, that's a great question as well. And how I manage is day to day, you know, um, 
as long as um, I have another opportunity and Allah blesses me to wake up in the morning, I always try to make each day count. And, and so what I do is I have to have a system, but I also have to give myself room for the trip ups. And so if I could continue to motivate myself uh, with a goal in mind um, and God's grace and mercy and a little bit of faith, then I can keep going. Yes. yes. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. We do as women push through regardless to whom or what is something, you know, that we that we must do. Absolutely. However, some of us make it look so easy. <laughs> and I think transparency is always good. So what I want to do is just bust it open. I'm a mother of three. <laughs> and, you know, it's not, it's challenging, let's say. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I just want us to, you know, just share, I want to ask you, you know, what is it really like? We do what we have to do, but what does it really take? What are some of the obstacles that, you know, we face? And do you have some systems, some tools that you use to keep it all together? Do you have a support system, let's say? Just mm -hmm. just crack it open for us. Okay. Um, well, if we want to get deeper into it, um, of course, I have a two-parent uh, a two-parent household. Um, and for many years, like I stated, that allowed for me to stay home with the children while my husband worked, even though I did a little of this, a little of that from time to time. I was able to stay home with my children and from the beginning, building a foundation of closeness, building a bond and instilling in them really the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, which teach us trades and things that uh, for our children, um, one of our units is how to rear our children. And so just trying to rear them in a certain way where I'm teaching them at the same time. So when they come of age, they can begin to work independently. Um, in terms of a system, a magic uh, wand or potion, there is none. I mean, you just have to get up and you have to make every day count. You may say, well, wow, that's a rigorous schedule. And sometimes I, you know, am truly overwhelmed, you know, with it, you know, but as you said, you know, as mothers and as women, we do what we must, you know, and there's no turning back because there are people that depend on us and we have to keep moving. And so, when we look at the Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan and we see his workload and the many years and the sacrifices from he and Mother Khadija, his wife and family, you know, I feel like what I'm doing is just a drop in the in the bucket. Excellent. I understand, Queen. I understand. So let's just greet a few of our audience members we have brother ivan assalamu alaikum ramadan mubarak ramadan kareem brother ivan thank you for joining us 
And we also have Brother Michael. And he says, Assalamualaikum, sister. Can you give Brother Marcus the greetings from Brother Michael 35X in Chicago? Absolutely. Excellent. Please continue to share the broadcast. And obviously, we like those reactions. If you're enjoying the podcast, then give us some love, give us some thumbs up, etc. Um, we really appreciate that. Join in the conversation. Drop a, uh, a comment in the comment section. We'd love to hear from you. So As that brings um, me on to the next question, actually. I have Brother Michael here. He says, how do you take time to have balance, to have some you time? Uh, we're on the same page, Brother, because the next <laughs> question is, how do you take care of yourself while serving all of these people in your life, your children, your husband, your clients in your business? Yes. How do you take care of you? Because, you know, as we are taught, in our MGT class, you know, we have several units, seven of them, in fact. And one of them is how to take care of your husband. And funnily enough, when we cracked that book, sister, we found that it was talking about us, us as sisters, making ourselves the number one priority. So, That's you know, how do you do that? Wow. Um, yes, ma'am. Um, so the things that come to my mind is... You know, as a Muslim in the nation of Islam, you know, certain things that we're taught, the love of self, accept your own and be yourself, self first and others. I'm probably adding that in self-improvement, <laughs> the basis for community development. So a part of our teaching is always dealing with self. And so how I incorporate that um, one of the things that, you know, we're encouraged to do is do for self. And so, again, I have a two-parent household, and that alleviates some of the stress for me as a wife where my husband is maintaining the financial responsibility. That allows for me to do for myself in a sense that I can control my own schedule, um, as a hair braider, you know, it's, it's very time consuming. And, and when I started with hair braiding, it was a huge sacrifice. And so I had to kind of slowly bring my family on board because they were used to me always being there. And I must say, Aisha's sister, Aisha, I did lose myself. And everything was about my children and everything was about my husband. It was very little left for me. And I think as women, we all go through that. I think that's just a part of what we do because we want to uh, nurture our children. We love our children. We love our families. And sometimes we do have to work. Um, however, I gradually put myself in the position where I prepare and rear them again, you know, to grow with me. And so now, eight years later, professionally, I'm able to control my schedule where I can plan time for me. And get back to me, who Abisayo is. And Abisayo is, has always been a very busy person, a very active person. And gradually, I've gotten myself back to that. However, with the COVID, all of a sudden, everything had to stop for everyone. And so you have to adjust to that as well. But back to doing for self my schedule allows for me to fit myself in. So if I'm fatigued, if I'm overwhelmed, I could do it in an organized way 
take days for myself, take days for my class, take days for my study. And I allow myself that because I've worked hard enough to get to that point where I can do that. That's a wonderful insight. And it's so true. As women, we often get lost in it. We can lose ourselves, whereby we are just so busy catering to everybody else. We we leave ourselves out. And, you know, some women, they get, you know, very upset and resentful about it. You know, others, it may affect their health, you know, whether physical or mental, because they have not learned the skill, you know, which takes a healthy degree of self-love to be able to work in practices, self-care practices, that go deeper a lot of the time than a manicure and a pedicure or getting your hair did, you know, to take good, loving care of themselves, to fill their cup so that they are able to, you know, serve better, you know, pour into others. And it's important that whatever stage of life we are in, we learn the skill of self-care and we learn to prioritize ourselves because, you know, um, no nation can rise higher than its woman. That's another thing that we are taught. And if we are frazzled and overwhelmed and anxious, then, you know, what does that say? <laughs> who are we going to be able to serve? Who are, going to, who are we going to be able to rear if us ourselves are in pieces? So it is so important that we don't lose ourselves, that we have a support network and that we practice from very early on teaching our children, both male and female, you know, the art of self-care. It's, 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 underrated because it can go very deep but it is so very necessary for our health and our well-being so i'm just going to read out some more of these comments that we have from our listening and watching audience and we have viola x gordon she says great sacrifice love for your family and self well done she goes on to say self-determination and that's very 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 true absolutely so Thank we you. have another question here how important is it in choosing the right mate um that you know supports you and what you're doing how how important is is that to have a mate that's supportive well, it's extremely important. As a matter of fact, you know, and I always have to reference um, what we're taught and how we're taught. So as a member of the Nation of Islam, I, we've learned that the science of these things really has been kept um, from us and not only from us as Black people, but generally um, speaking in society, we don't choose properly or scientifically our mate that's a skill that is not taught and so in the teachings we have what is called a courtship which is to be studied before you decide to get married so that you can prepare yourself for a journey and you can court as if taking your mate to court where you're questioning them you're investigating you're talking to friends and family you must uh have a sense of self of what it is who you are as a person and what it is that you would need of course you don't have all those answers nothing is going to be perfect but what you do is you do that in a setting without emotion and you set yourself 
up where you're surrounded by others who are where you would like to be and you shield yourself from any type of emotional or physical contact so you can focus on the future at hand and that's the union between two and so again i would say it's extremely important to do the work in the beginning to investigate in the beginning um we, we live in a society where everybody has flaws. We all have flaws, so we can't go in seeking perfection. And we have to be prepared for the bumps in the road. That's all a part of it. But what I always tell um, young uh, couples is be prepared to endure. You know, don't think you're going to run or don't have that idea in your head once you've made your choice and your commitment to God. Take that idea out of your head and figure out how to make it work. Because anytime you're doing something as in a union to become one, you're going to have obstacles. So you have to set that idea up in your head. And, you know, hopefully if, if your mate is on that same journey as you, then you'll be able to endure in a shot lot with the help of God. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. So... We were all hit when this pandemic broke. Um, it was a couple of weeks after my birthday, I remember, and just watching the news and seeing everything that was unfolding, you know, it was crazy. How did you react when the pandemic first broke and the lockdown or the shutdown began? Tell us. Yes, ma'am. Well, with covid it was very traumatizing. Um, I believe, you know, the entire world was shut down. It was so much uncertainty, so much um, of the unknown. I believe at that time we were going through shortages in our supermarkets. And it just really was a trying time for, for everyone. For me in particular, um, as a self-employed person, you know, it did affect you know, my business, because at a point at the climax, with all the death and the pain surrounding us, the whole world was shut down and, and we were quarantining and we were not allowed to work or socialize, even with our, our family members outside of our homes and friends. So that's pretty traumatic to have to go through something like that. Um, and so in terms of professionally, it just shut down any plans that you have for your business, any goals, it was brought to a halt. And so that let you know that, you know, even though you're used to something for so long, God can change that condition overnight. He says to a thing, be, and it is. <laughs> and it's done. Whether you like it or not. Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. I mean, things are gradually opening back up now over here in the United Kingdom. Um, I know that things are pretty open over where you are. Um, but we still have a way to go with this pestilence that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan explained that this is. Um, so, you know, we just take precautions, uh, keep on praying and treating others how we would like to be treated, you know. And um, we just hope and pray that this uh, pestilence will will leave us sometime soon. So as a businesswoman and a mother, how important is it to build generational wealth? 
-hmm. We hear about this often, generational wealth. You know, we want to have assets like land, etc. you know, to be able to pass down to other generations, to be able to become more financial literate, etc. This is very important for us as a people globally. So how important is it to you to build generational wealth? Well, it's very important um, in the teachings. Again, um, we are taught to acquire land. Um, and it's spoken extremely highly of that we need land. Um, what, what I was saying, I shared with you earlier um, that the term generational wealth, you know, it's almost cliche and you hear it a lot. And of course, we want to have something to give to our families to pass down for generations, you know, but the best thing that we can pass down is really a new mind and obedience, you know, to God's message so that we can hear, like, seek ye first the kingdom and all things will be granted to us. So before, you know, we get into the money and the land and all those things are very important, which is why we go into business and which is why I'm in business. But what I really would like to pass down to my children is a love for truth. Um, for me, a love for Islam and what that represents, which is true, and to build a better community. Because like in our study, guys, it says the self-improvement, you can build land, build on your land, you can build infrastructure, you can build all these great things. But if the people are broken and the people are wicked and the people are ignorant, then they will just tear it all down. You know, so so what we want to acquire um. The promise of God is true, and that is money, homes, and friendships in all walks of life. But we have to be able to do it skillfully or mathematically, like we're taught. Yes, Thank you for explaining that. That That is um, an answer that we must all ponder on, really. It's true. You know, we have to have the right mindset to be able to manage wealth mm -hmm. you know and 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 to attract wealth into our lives we have to change the way that we think mm -hmm. and if we are savage and if we are frivolous then we will just squander away anything you know that we are to inherit let's say so I think that's a really really good point that you raised there and thank you for that Viola X. Gordon, she says, very interesting testimony. All praise is due to Allah. And then yeah, we man. have Brother Michael. He's got a question. He says, if they try to force you and your family to take the vaccine, how would you respond? Well, Brother Michael, as you know, we are instructed by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and all people who value life do not take the vaccine. And so in the criterion, criterion, which is a message that he presented on July the 4th, 2020, and I recommend we all go and listen and re-listen to it, he is instructing us that um, if we're forced, then that's a declaration of war. So if we're forced, then we must fight. 
you know, I happen to be in a position where I'm doing for self, so I don't have to do it for my job. But my children who are now homeschooled, if they wanted to return to school, that may be the case. Well, there's no budging with me. We will have to fight and I have to teach my children what to do to fight because it's a no brainer. We're going to practice obedience. And like you were saying from your title podcast series, series COVID conquerors, we're going to conquer COVID the best we can with a lot's help, but also through obedience. So no to the vaccine. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm in agreement with that 100. <laughs> we here, we obey. So, um, it's that time now to go for our break and we'll be back on the other side. And whilst we are on the break, please share this broadcast. Share it out, share it out, share it out. We'll come back for part two. We look forward to seeing you then in a few months. It's great you're enjoying the show. Are you a COVID conqueror? Are you thriving personally or by serving your community during this pandemic? If this is you and you want to inspire others by sharing your story on the COVID Conqueror series, apply now. Send an email to Aisha M Podcast at Yahoo.com. And remember to share this podcast with those you know it will help. Now, back to the interview. And we're back. Welcome to the Aisha Muhammad podcast to the series COVID Conquerors. We are in season three and this is episode three and I'm joined with my phenomenal guest, Sister Abiseo Muhammad. And she is a business owner of Abiseo's Beautiful Braiding Boutique. We have been discussing quite a few things, such as what motivated her to start her business, how she manages to balance everything as a wife and as a mother, as well as a businesswoman. Her husband is actually a mayor, the mayor of the city of Benton Harbor in Michigan. And that student minister, Marcus Muhammad, we discussed how she takes care of herself because, you know, she has so many people to serve. How does she do that? And we spoke about how she reacted when the pandemic first broke and how the lockdown, you know, affected her and her outlook and also generational wealth and how important that is and we are now just going to continue on uh, with the interview please share this broadcast out with everybody i'm going to ask you and continue to ask you so i see those numbers climb so that i know more people are seeing what it is we have to offer which is hope and which is inspiration okay and things that you can relate to you know so the next question is in regards to your business. You spoke about it being affected, but your business is still thriving today. So how did you manage to keep your business afloat during this challenging time? How, how have you managed that? Yes, ma'am. Well, again, when the pandemic or pestilence occurred, the state of Michigan where I live, it was totally shut down and other states as well. Where here you couldn't um, you couldn't 
do hair. You couldn't um, go to your business. You had to shut everything down and go home. And so absolutely, you know, that affected me because I was not prepared for that. And so, you know, things that, you know, that all this uncertainty left me, you know, with the little funds I had to try to use it to see, you know, how can we most benefit while we're going to be here sheltering in place. And so that was a difficult time. Um, I was blessed to downsize probably a month before COVID hit. Right at the beginning of the year, I decided to downsize my business because of all the expense um, that it was incurring. And I just wanted to make a decision for my family that would be more beneficial. However, I did realize that you definitely have to reinvest and sacrifice in order for your business to build. But I made this bold decision and even humble at the time to downsize. And so when COVID happened, I didn't have so much debt on my shoulders. All praise is due to Allah. And so the owner of the salon that I am at now, she gave us a waiver that we will push our rent to the following month. And because nobody really knew when it would end, it kept she kept pushing it back, pushing it forward. And that was really a help because that was something that I didn't have to worry about. Mm -hmm. Also, um, through the government, they offered assistance for small businesses, which I was able to benefit from. So all those things helped. But um, maybe three and a half months later, um, we were able to return to work. And a lot of surrounding businesses around me did not survive. Um, I was expecting that I would have to start over, all over, because of just such a big gap. But one thing I will say, as women, we want to get our hair done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so regardless to whom or what, somebody wants their hair done. So they will call me during the um, pandemic to see if I could, you know, find a little way here and there to get their hair done. I wasn't able to do that. But what I did do, I went online on Facebook and I did a couple of styles that were quick and easy for some of my clients and anybody to try while you were at home. But um, I realized that this was it's not food, it's not clothing, it's not shelter. But for some people and some women, I found that it was a need for them. And so it, it helped me to see that, you know, even though I am a hair braider and that's my business, we shouldn't really necessarily be dependent on someone else to do certain things that we should be able to do for ourselves. So that helped me to expand my idea of what business and serving would be. And so in the future, I will be offering classes, you know, for women to learn simple techniques and even more advanced, depending on what level you are, so that when and if something were to happen again, you won't feel, you know, that you were left just totally out there. So yes, ma'am. I have um I have a comment here. <laughs> so no problem, Michael. Can yeah. can you read um, this? It says uh 
Okay. <laughs> you read it. I Did you see it? No. It says, can I get the left side of my head a French braid, right side corn roll, top and African braids with a frontal blaze? Can you imagine <laughs> that mess? <laughs> well, you're going past my qualifications because I do women's hair. And the frontal lace, that's that side of my lead. But I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll point you in the right direction, sir. Oh, gosh. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> so um, what advice would you give to other business owners who may be struggling to keep afloat during these times? And as well as that person, how about the new business owner who wants to launch their own business? Maybe they're working, they got laid off, you know, they might have been able to get some startup money together and, you know, they want to start fresh. What uh, advice do you have for them? Okay, thank you so much for that question. Um, you know, in the word business um, is the word busy. And so busy is an action word. And so if you're aspiring to go into business, then go for it. You know, qualify yourself, get the skills that you need and have that passion and move out and get busy on it. Um, don't allow the pandemic or the mm -hmm. pestilence to hinder what God is putting in you because one of the things that the Honorable Miss Lewis Farrakhan kind of said in the lecture, you know, we had to shelter in place that allowed for us really to sit back. So now we got to get creative a little bit. You may not be able to get out there and make moves like you used to because cities still are gradually open up. You, the opportunities are full on one spectrum and then limited as well. So get creative. You know, the Honorable Miss Lewis Farrakhan kind of said, when we're sheltering in place, it allows for us to almost be arrested where we can think and we can reflect on what God is, how he's speaking to us and how he's guiding us into the direction um, that we want to be in. So use this opportunity, you know, to take advantage of what's out there, but also use this time to reflect on what your passion and what your gift and how you can serve and then get busy and move out on it. And if you are in a business and you're trying to survive and you're trying to thrive, that's the nature of business as well, which by the way, is another science that has been kept from us. Sure, you know, I have a marketing degree and we go and we study business, but the science of business is not being taught. So seek out that knowledge um, of what, how to scientifically go about it. Because anytime you start on a business, you're going to have opposition, you're going to have ups, you're going to have downs, you're going to have to sacrifice in order to get to where you're trying to go. So keep moving, stay busy, but be creative, do it scientifically, but keep moving. Man, that's excellent, excellent advice. Keep it moving, okay? <laughs> Regardless to whom or what, right. <laughs> keep it moving, you know. And one of the questions for COVID conquerors is, you know, what is it in the human spirit that, you know, despite our challenges that we may face, 
you know, gives us the ability to still get up and do, to keep moving and to actually thrive, you know. You've answered the question <laughs> through your answers today. But if you have more, then please. Absolutely. <laughs> it is the will. Yes, ma'am. What are you willing to do? What are you willing to sacrifice? What's your desire? Because your desire feeds the will. So we're taught by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan again. Mm -hmm. If you have a desire to do something and the will to go through it, you can't back down. I mean, you also have to have that faith because you're going to be tried. And so you have to be tested. Is that the right job for you? Can you stand? Can you endure? And I believe that we can as long as our will is strong enough. And when we are tried, we don't back down from it. And we be, we'll be tried um throughout our lives as well as you and I, Sister Aisha, but we have to be able to take those trials, learn from them and become a better person. Excellent, excellent. I got a question. Mm -hmm. It's coming from, from Michael again. Okay. <laughs> it says, we know politics is a dirty game in America. As a wife of a mayor, how did you help your husband, I take that's the reference to him, to stay grounded and not let politics ill affect him. Well, <laughs> um, the best that I can do as a wife is to support um, and try to be a help meet to him. Um, the way we both can stay grounded or have stayed grounded is through our teaching and through our faith. Um, my husband has also had the pleasure to be counseled by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan directly where he has guided, given him guidance on how to avoid pitfalls. And I remember the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan did a lecture and he said, you got to be upright because in politics, you may go into it trying to do good, but they'll pull you in and have you doing the opposite of what you came to do. You know, so it is very uh, tricky, uh, wicked uh, endeavor to seek. But I know the the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said in his book, Message to the Black Man, we need good politicians. We need righteous politicians. And by the grace of Allah, my husband is striving to represent that. Now, with that comes major opposition. And, you know, as well as, you know, a few perks here and there, you know, of that of that title also comes huge opposition so we have to be prepared to stay the course and fight for who we are and what we believe and sometimes it means being ostracized sometimes it's being more accepted but we must stand out for truth and you have to have the right person with courage with faith and with guidance you know to handle that type of position 
excellent. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, that's very helpful, you know, because I feel that I think, in, you know, in fact, that depending on the stature of a man and what he's doing in life, he needs a help me to complement and be on a, a similar level, have what it takes to be able to support him in his mission, in his endeavors. So um, it's important that you share that with us. So I thank you. And I thank you for that question, Brother Michael. Um, very insightful answer that you gave, ma'am. Thank yeah. you for that. Praise be to Allah. Thank you. So Brother Brian says, I'm enjoying this. Well, thank you. I am honored. I'm another phenomenal podcaster. What can I say? <laughs> That's good. So Viola X, my mom, she <laughs> says, our teachings is a guide for excellence. Yes, it is most definitely so. Absolutely. Most definitely so. Awesome. So here comes another question. Who is your biggest inspiration? Mm. Well, my biggest inspiration would have to be the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan mm -hmm. to endure, you know, what he has for so many years on behalf, uh, particularly for Black people, but all oppressed people for so many years. And, you know, just that inspires me, you know, to keep moving. It's so much more work to be done. And the guidance that he's giving us is just not for us to, you know, have go through one ear and out the other. I really would like to strive to make that a reality in my life, to be pleasing to God, you know, by following the guidance that we are so blessed and it's open for everyone to receive. But it's my desire to just be a speck of peace <laughs> for a new world and a new reality and just do whatever my part would be to bring it into fruition. That's beautiful. Thank you, Thank you so much for that. So how can we stay connected with you on social media? I would love to hear so much more from you. I love your answers and everything. Maybe you need to have your own show. I don't know. <laughs> we'll come back again. But, you know, it's, um, it's, it's, it's really, really, really been a pleasure to interview you today. I've, I've immensely enjoyed um having you here with us so so thank you. thank you so um i have a question here again all right so sister Aisha, can the people in america take advantage of your life coaching self-love services answer to that is yes you can and how can you use my services here Quite frankly, you can start the process by just DMing me. You can DM me by any of my pages, whether personal, whether the Aisha Mohammed podcast or my fan page, Aisha Mohammed. I am here to serve you. So DM me and then I will talk you through the process and we will take it from there. So thank you for that. Um, 
yes, staying connected with you on social media. Let me just put up the banner because I do have where to find you. And it is on, um, you are on IG at B the underscore Braidmaster. Uh, Facebook, that's your own account. TikTok, be the Braidmaster. And also on Clubhouse. If you're on Clubhouse, Put a one in the comments. Who here is on Clubhouse? You can also follow me there um, at Sister Aisha. It's a great, great platform. It's just audio. You know, you can be in your bed in your pajamas and still be, you know, taking part in these great conversations and networking with some phenomenal people. Yes. Um, you know, Hollywood people just giving nuggets for free. Um, it's a great place to be. So we have come to the end of this episode of COVID Conquerors. And I've so enjoyed the company of the audience and you as my guest. And I will be back, God willing, in another fortnight with another phenomenal guest. Remember, it's open to you. If you have some kind of testimony, story to share about what you've weathered through COVID and how you are thriving personally or through serving your community, then hit me up, let me know. And then you can come on the Aisha Muhammad podcast. Apply now at Aisha M podcast at yahoo.com. So whatever you do, make sure you show yourself some love and take good care. And we will see you next time on COVID Conquerors. Thank you. I must have set up at least 15 plus food banks. We need good examples of marriage. Oh, wow. I am resilient. I am strong and I am capable. Sit down and wait for this thing to pass over. We're going to operate. You know what they say? Learn to dance in the storm.